Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, we're back at it again. How are we doing this week in baseball? Baseball's good. Baseball's everywhere. I love springtime. I can't really breathe this time of year, but there's plenty of baseball for me to watch on TV or listen to on the radio, listen to Greg and Kirsten make the call on 610, watch the games on on, uh, Fox with the Iron Pigs. Uh, What has stood out to you at the start of the season? And then when I get there, I want to ask you what is going on at the major league roster that's then taking these players up to the big league. Well, there's two things that stand out to me. One, the Iron Pigs and Redding seem to be off to good starts, uh, which doesn't surprise me. The other two um, farm teams are off to a little slower start, but that seems to be par for the course, uh, especially since they're some of the youngest teams in their own leagues. With regard to everything else, um, I think pitching is is the anchor for all of these teams, and I think that's a good thing going forward. At the major league level, we've got a bunch of injuries soft tissue injuries with the Phillies. We call them hammies. Yeah. Um, lots of them to start the season. You've got Segura out, Kingry out. Um, you, you've got Robertson on the disabled list. You've got a bunch of guys and, and all of a sudden, you've got guys like Sean Rodriguez who are up at the big team now and uh, other guys from the system filling in taking roles on the big team. What are your thoughts with how the Phillies have started the season with their health and how the system has filled in uh, as they've struggled a little bit. Well, it's concerning that they have all of these soft tissue injuries so early in the season, especially hamstring injuries. Uh, I do like the fact that they're keeping guys on the DL a little longer. It's the beginning of the season. They said if Gene Securis, especially if he was in the playoffs, he'd be playing now. But they said there's no reason to risk it because a hamstring injury can be something that lingers. So I like the fact that they're doing it. I like the fact that they have a little depth. It's a little concerning to me that they're having so many of them early in the season. What are your thoughts on the players that they've brought up? Has anybody surprised you who they have brought up? Any surprises that they haven't brought them up given the opportunity yet? I keep thinking Cole Irvin's going to come up. Um, he hasn't made it up yet. Instead, they brought Eikhoff up. Eikhoff's done okay since he's been up here. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pavetta, on the other hand, did not have a great night the other night. Uh, he started off real slow with a bunch of walks, uh, had a good three innings, and then he had a, a rough fifth inning. Did that surprise you though it seems like right now his confidence is as important as him finding his stuff um, I'm not sure um, what has caused him some of the troubles he has are you seeing anything physically out of him or is it just he's not locating what is it that you're seeing out of him I think that he has a hard time uh, repeating his delivery and I think that this is going to be something that continues throughout his career and until he gets the consistency so he's got to continue to work on that and confidence is part of it um, any other Drew Anderson played the other night um, we, we've seen some other Austin Davis coming up anything else that has surprised you well you left something up they they, they came up and then they went back they, down they went back down. So, is that so, good for a player to get a taste of it 
yes and no. I mean, look, I think anytime you have a chance to achieve what your dream is, which is to make it to the major leagues, it's a good thing. Um, these guys have already made it, so I don't know if it's as much as a thrill for them. I think at some point you want to make it stick, and I don't see that happening with these guys. Do you have a concern about the amount of turnover that they're going through right now with players going up and down in the system, or is no. that just part of the game? No. In fact, that's what AAA really is. AAA is a feeder system to be ready for what happens with the major league club, and that's what the Phillies said at the beginning of the season is that they were going to be stocking the AAA team with players that can fill in if something happens. Unfortunately, it's happening way too early. All right. Well, let's work our way up to AAA. Let's start in the single A and talk about what we saw this week with Lakewood struggling a little bit earlier in the season, six and fourteen in the Northern Division. But you've got some bright spots for us. Let's talk about them, Chad. Well, I think the one that people are most uh, keen about is Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm has played eighteen games this year, and he is doing much better than he was doing last year. I think partly because he came into camp so early this year, so he's in better shape. He's of the right mind. He didn't have a half of a college baseball season to deal with. And this is really his first full season in the, in the minor leagues. With those 18 games, he's at 63 at bat, six doubles, two home runs. So he's flashing his power, which he wasn't doing last year. Is there going to be a voice from people to rush him through the system because no. he's having a good start? Or are we going to see the patience that we're hoping to see out of them where he can really take the time and develop his game? Look, he, he's a college baseball player, so he's older. But you don't have to rush any of these guys. That's my point, is, is because of the major league team, you can be more patient now. So Alec, I would suspect that if he keeps this up, he'll make it to Clearwater by the midseason and stay there. Maybe get a taste of double A at the end of the season, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Would you count that as good progress for him on a timetable that you think is, is good for a guy who has picked the where he was coming out of college as opposed to high school? I think so, yeah. I mean, you can't rush guys through the system. you got to give them time. As I've always said, each level presents different challenges you're, for you're a the patient, player. You're the patient chef on That's the show right. today. It's the same thing I said with Mickey Moniak. And, and, and now you have the situation with Alec where he is successful. But keep in mind, it's 18 games of 140-plus game season. Three stolen bases. I didn't really see him with legs. Either did I. I was kind of surprised at <laughs> That's that. That's the stat and, uh, that jumped off at me. I, yeah, I, I mean, was surprised when I, when I saw that um, – they were putting him in motion. <laughs> so, so you don't like the 349 batting average. You don't like the 974 OPS, you know, the 9 I RBIs, think that, but three stolen bases is the one that stands out. I think out. that if you would have told people that that was how he was going to start the season, they would have said, great, that's what we thought we would get from our pick. Now, I didn't think that because he struggled that some yeah. last year. And mm -hmm. so this is a marked improvement for him to start the season over what he did that we saw to start the year last year. I just didn't think he had wheels. He, he's the other. Th the other thing that I have always liked about what's going on is is pitching is so important at single A, both levels of single A, that they're usually ahead of the batters, and he seems to be ahead of the pitchers early on. Tell me about what some of the other batters are doing that we're seeing in Lakewood. Well, the other one that I've been impressed by is actually catcher Rafael Marchand. He's played 12 games, 38 bat bats, six doubles, four RBIs, but he's got an 896 OPS, um, and he's doing well behind the plate. Rafael Marchand is really the guy. He's kind 
kind of the gem of the system as far as the catchers go. Yeah, tell me about him a little bit because for our listeners who aren't as familiar, you know, they knew Jorge Alfaro maybe coming through the system. He was talked about for years. He's now gone. You hear JT Realmuto because he's the man with the big club. But they've got some guys in the minor systems who are catchers to watch. Tell me a little bit about uh, Rafael Marchand. Well, Marchand is supposed to be the defensive catcher, and he's doing well offensively as well as defensive. Davey Grulon is more of the hitter's catcher. Who won the home run derby in double A last year for the All-Star yes, game. Yes, he, he did. And and Davey, Davey looks like a stock older he's a tough physical dude. catcher. Yeah. Um, he's not the, the young, thin, athletic catcher, if that's what you're looking for. The problem with Davey has been his defense, is that sometimes that he, he doesn't he doesn't go for the ball. And he'll get balls that go under his, his legs. He'll get balls that go off to the side. And you want to kill a ball. And what I mean by, what I mean by that is you want to deaden the ball no matter where the ball ends up. And he's had trouble with that in the past. Marchand's supposed to be a little more advanced, even though he's younger. Tell me about Matt Kroon, 18th round last year out of Oklahoma State. He's a cowboy. So he's 16 games, 60 at bats. He's batting 283, three doubles, five RBIs, and a 705 OPS. So Matt's had an above average start to the season. I think we can expect bigger things from him going forward. Um, there are some bright spots on the mound coming off of an, an elbow injury last year. Kevin Gowdy's looked pretty good to you. Kevin Gowdy was originally a second round pick for the Phillies a few years ago, and then he suffered an elbow injury. Uh, it's going to be slow going for him. They are going to make sure that he does not pitch a lot of innings. So you got to be patient with him. But yesterday he started, went five more innings, gave up only two hits, zero runs, two walks, three Ks, and in four games started, he's got a 184 ERA. Yeah, you can't really beat that that ERA. Let's go to Clearwater, 7-12, and 12, tied for last in the Florida State League. Um, they picked up the Fire Frogs, are going 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Say, some, say that 10 times fast. Yeah, Florida right. I can barely frogs. say that once at this point. <laughs> Give me some of the bright spots that we got down in Clearwater. Well, Dalton Guthrie, who was stayed for extended spring training, has made his way to Clearwater, and in just his third game, he was just a triple short of the cycle, going three for four and with two RBIs. The other name was somebody that I liked last year but didn't have the breakout season I thought he was going to, which is outfielder Simon Muziotti. He started to come on with flashing of, of an above-average base running. He's, he's really a speed threat. He's got two triples already. He's got five doubles, eight runs, and he's got six stolen bases, which there is not a lot of in the minor league. Tell me about the gem on the mound, our boy Spencer Howard. Well, last year, I like to gloat about Spencer because people gave us a hard time that we put him so high on our own season and end of season rankings. Spencer Howard, four games started, one and one, 2.25 ERA. Now get this, 20 innings pitched, 30 strikeouts, four walks, only 14, 16 hits, and a 1.00 whip. He's MLB Pipeline's number five prospect, but in our hearts, we think that he's probably the best prospect in the system. Now. And you think he'll end up in Reading sometime this year? I think he'll end up in Reading before the All-Star game, or at the latest at the All-Star game. All right, before we get to our interview with Madison Stokes, let's talk about the Iron Pigs real fast, and then we'll get to Madison Stokes. Cole Irvin did it again. Yesterday he pitched, and he uh, pitched six innings, um, gave up no runs again. Uh... Dylan Cousins, second in the International League with six home runs. David Grion, they got a 405 average, eight runs, three homers, nine ribbies. 
What are you seeing out of the Iron Pigs right now? Is this what you expected out of this team? Yeah. Uh, you have a combination of more senior minor leaguers that have come up through the system, plus the guys that are now showing their way on the major league team and Phil Goslin and Rodriguez, those kind of guys. I'm going to ask my weekly question of, does Jan Hernandez make it to the big club this year with the injuries that we're seeing? <sighs> Well, I just want to see him take a swing in the Phillies uniform. Uh, I, I think there's a chance. Um, the question is whether he comes ahead of Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins, once again, everybody's going to get enamored with his home runs. He's, he's second in the International League in home runs early. But the problem is, if you just go look at the number of strikeouts, he just hasn't been able to cut down on his strikeouts. So Jan might make it up, but I would suspect that Dylan Cousins will get a taste before Jan does. All right, let's leave the other teams there. Let's talk a little bit about Madison Stokes, who we got to speak with in spring training when we were in Clearwater. We wanted to get to his interview. Jeff, tell me a little bit about him for our listeners. Well, Madison Stokes is a University of South Carolina product. Uh, Madison is a big boy. Uh, tall guy. Um, he's uh, generally a first baseman, but the Phillies have been trying him a little bit at third base this year, and so far so good. But as far as batting, it hasn't impacted his hitting. He's played 18 games. He had off yesterday. 294 average, 68 at bats, 20 hits, six doubles, three homers, and 13 RBIs. And he's got a sweet 8 8 854 OPS. Let's get to the interview. When we come back, we'll uh, talk a little about Reading leading into their game tonight. Hey, we're here on a sunny Saturday afternoon with Madison Stokes. Madison, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So, Good Madison, uh, you're down here. Is this your first spring training? First spring training, yes, Yeah, because last year you were drafted. Yes, sir. And then you went, you, you did your assessment and went to Williamsport. So, so what's this experience like, being in spring training and going through this whole process? It's awesome. I mean, it's something I've been looking forward to since I left college. Um, and once I got drafted and then played my first short season, and then be able to, to train in the off season and prepare for our first full season and then get here to spring training with all the guys and get out here and start competing. So it's an awesome experience and I'm excited to continue the journey. Before you got to the Phillies organization, you were a University of South Carolina Gamecock. What was it like playing in, in such a historic baseball school? Oh, that was awesome. Um, I grew up around that college and you know went to a couple games and you know I didn't expect to go there when I you know was coming up in high school and then you know as I got it I mean you know as soon as, soon as I got to a junior or the junior year senior year um, you know they started looking at me and um, I thought that was just a cool experience to go through and then I committed I think my junior summer or maybe the fall going into my senior year and just the facilities uh, you know the staff the players um, the history of you know South Carolina of baseball was amazing. I wanted, wanted to be a part of it. So. so we went to, my family and I over Thanksgiving decided to go to the Clemson, South Carolina football game, mm -hmm. which is more like a religious experience. The, 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 now, what I saw from the Clemson side were a lot of rubber chickens on the back of trucks. <laughs> when Clemson comes to South Carolina, how do you get them back? Uh, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, Clemson, they, uh, they got it figured out over there the football facility and the football standpoint but um, it's always fun to be a part of that and to watch those two teams compete um, and um, I mean baseball side too basketball all that's super competitive and it's, and it's a really fun atmosphere 
um, especially to witness. So. Do, you, do you drag, uh, obviously, stuffed cat, animal cats, like on the back of your trucks, the way they have all the rubber chickens dragging on the back of theirs? <laughs> I don't personally, but they have <laughs> something annually where they build this big old wooden like tower of a tiger, and they set it to flames and a whole bunch oh, of Oh, Jeff, students. we need to go see that. Yep, that's where we're, we're going gather this year. around and they watch it burn, so. Yeah, we, we're missing out on that. So <laughs> you, you mentioned high school a little bit. You were the number three prospect in the state of South Carolina. You were a Louisville Slugger All-American coming out of high school. What's it been like to, to manage those expectations? We always talk about the pressure and the how baseball players need to kind of find their zone and their groove. How have you done that with the spotlight on you since such a young age? Um, I try not to think about you know the spotlight being on me. I just try to focus on what I need to do as a player and as a person and to maximize that and be the best um, you know, Madison Stokes that I can be. And uh, honestly, for me, is to shine the spotlight back onto God. And I'm big in my faith, and I want you know all the spotlight to you know reflect off of me and to go to, uh, towards Him. So um, with these different awards and accolades that will be coming the, um, you know, my way, I try to reflect it back to Him, give somebody else the credit, uh, coaches, family, um, and just you know continue to do everything that I can do while giving thanks to people that help pave the road for me to have that opportunity. As, as this being your first spring training, you get to spend a little bit of time around major leaguers, guys that you've probably grown up looking up to. Ha, have you gotten to talk to any of them, and have they given you any advice that you think you'll just be treasuring throughout your career? I have not had a chance to talk to any of them, um, but I'm looking forward to it. And, um, you know, it, hopefully I can get in a game or, or two while I'm still down here. But, no, I haven't had the chance to speak to any of them yet. We often talk to players about the challenges of a baseball season, and, and you've had some challenges outside of the season in terms of overcoming injuries. How have, have you sort of learned patience through rehab and, and tried to keep yourself motivated going through some of the challenges that you faced? Uh, I think I just understand that in this game you're going to be faced with challenges. Um, it's not a game that's going to be easy. It's not a game that you're going to perfect. Um, it's a game that's going to have failure and challenges every single season and you have to accept that, deal with it, and you can't rush a season, you can't rush um, even a game. So, you know, when I am injured or when I was injured in college, it's just I have to accept the fact that I'm hurt and I have to do everything that I can to, you know, get that muscle back um, or, you know, to fix whatever was injured at that time um, so I can get back on the field as quick as possible and strong as possible and just prepare myself. So it's a, it's a lesson of patience. It's a lesson of um, learning who you who I am as a person and um, honestly just makes me hungrier uh, to get to the top. Last year you spent your first half of the summer playing college baseball. You spent the next part of it coming to Clearwater, getting assessed, and then going straight to Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and then going to Lakewood. What's it? Been, what was it like moving around that much? And what's it going to feel like? And what are you looking forward to about getting assigned to a team and kind of spending some time in the same place for an extended period of time? Yeah, it's cool moving up, um, especially. 
especially changing teams, getting to meet new players, new coaching staff. Um, college was fun because you play with those guys for so long and you build a relationship with them over the course of you know three to four years. Um, and then you get drafted and play with a completely new um, you know, teammates and you get to meet them and play with them, learn their um, philosophies and you just learn the way that they play the game and then you get caught up again and you know as you move up it's a super cool experience just because it shows that your work's paying off and um, it shows that the you know the coordinators, the coaches have confidence in you, um, that they want you to get up there and you know make an impact and um, it's just a super cool experience and you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to improve that and, and continuing to move up so you're not only a, a good play, baseball player you you really focus on your studies you uh you got sec honor roll you you majored in disciplinary studies how important has that been for you to sort of develop as a complete person we also often talk to about players with that in terms of you know they focus so much on the game and, and then we talk to managers and it's like yeah, how would you like to see them develop completely and oftentimes their studies we've talked about people coming out of college as opposed to coming directly being drafted younger how do you think that helped you in terms of having a focus off the field too yeah I um, I credit the you know the whole staff coaching staff um, just the mentors at South Carolina um, they had us do study hall you know each night or three times a week um, if our grades weren't where they needed to be um, you know they bring or give you tutors or um, even mentors just to help you out so I you know I credit them um, they were they gave you every you know possibility or every chance to you know to get your grades up and to um, just make sure that you're taking care of your stuff you know all from the field so I think that allowed me to create good habits and to know that I have to take care of my schoolwork before I can play baseball if my grades weren't good enough obviously I couldn't play the game um, so I knew I had to take care of that first so I, I give them the credit for that this wasn't your first time being drafted by the Phillies. You were drafted in the 40th round by the Yankees in 2014. What was that like to be drafted by the Yankees then? And, and what was the decision like to, to go to school and, and not go play at that time? Yeah, it was an awesome experience. I mean, I got to, um, I was fortunate enough to come down to Tampa and to do a little workout with them, uh, meet some people and to show them what I got. And then, um, you know, the draft came around, got a couple calls here and there, and it just boiled down to me deciding to go to school first, um, which I think it worked out perfect just because, um, you know, I'm here in this position now. There's no telling what would have happened if I would have said yes to, um, you know, the Yankees or whoever called. So it all worked out in the end, uh, but it was also an, an awesome experience just to go through the draft process. All right. Well, you're getting a half day today uh, at the complex. I see a little bit of smile. What, what does Madison Stokes do for fun when he's not here at the complex in the R&D room or the studying or out on the field? Um, well, you do get a rest. You get off your feet for a little bit um, just because you're on your feet from, you know, 530 to whatever time you get off. So I mean, I'd like to go home and, and rest a little bit, make a few phone calls to my family just to catch up with them. And then um, I'm a big fisherman, so I like to find a pond here and there and, you know, go throw a, a hook in the water. So either fish or, you know, go hang out with my buddies and just, you know, get off my feet a little bit. All right. Well, you, have you had a chance that we're going to make our pitch again? Have you had a chance to meet Cole Irvin? yet i have not okay so you cole, need to we interviewed cole last year cole makes his own fishing rods wow. 
So, and he's made them for Charlie Manuel and some other guys. So you may want to hook up with with Cole. Yeah, he's sure. apparently yeah, he's the, got he's a little guy. entrepreneur now. He's got yeah. his own fishing wow. fishing pole business. But yeah. he told us a story you can ask him about when he made a fishing pole for Charlie Manuel in his hotel room when he really? had come to camp. So uh, wow, awesome. he may have somebody that, that would enjoy going out fishing with you. We actually talked to David Parkinson yesterday, and I know yeah. he's he likes to go out fishing. So yeah. I'm sure there's some guys out there who who will go hang out with you a little oh, yeah. bit for that. That's awesome. All right, well, Madison, we really do appreciate spending the time with us, and we look forward to seeing you wherever they put you this and year. And we wish Thank you the you, best of luck. Look forward to seeing you through the system. I appreciate it, Thanks Jason. so Thank much. Thank you guys very much. Have a great day. Jeff, it's going to be fun to watch Madison's progress through the system this year. I'm looking forward to the continuation of the progress, and I think that he should be in Reading by maybe midseason. Is that what you think he'll end up in terms of how you see him tracking? Look, if he continues to hit around 300 and continues to have over 800 OPS and you know continues with the power that he's showing, I think there's no reason to keep him in Clearwater. Is there a spot for him in Reading? They got a lot of big name guys in the outfield out there. They'll find him. They'll, they'll make room. Yeah, remember he, he's an infielder, so he's a corner infielder. They could find time for him at third base or first base. Right now, you have the problem with Derek Hall and Austin Listy, but I suspect that one or both of those guys will be in AAA. Will be in AAA. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Fightins a little bit as we lead into their game tonight. Following our show, they're coming off a sweep of Richmond. The bullpen combined to go 12.1 scoreless innings, allowed only three hits, 16 strikeouts in that span, led by Kyle Doey. Kyle Doey has just been on fire this season. Um, I don't expect him to stay at Reading very long at all. Uh, he had a struggle at the end of last season after he came up to Reading after he had a great first half of the season. He's continuing with a great first half now, and he has just given up nothing. He is so stingy, but that whole bullpen's like that, which is a good sign for the Phillies as you get to the later part of the season. Is this what you expected from Doey coming in? You followed him for a while in the system. Uh, it's something that I thought would happen. The problem with Kyle has always been his delivery, and he has he has a hard time repeating it sometimes, so he's a little inconsistent. But this year, there's been no inconsistency. Has he made any changes, or is it just finding that consistency? None that I've been able to see, but we can ask Kyle the next time we're in Reading. We'll definitely look to talk to him about that. The, the sweep this week moved them within two games of first, currently held by the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, and one of your teams that you Yeah, say names. that ten times fast. The, the Mets team. This weekend, they faced the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Who's on the hill tonight, Jeff? Mauricio Guevara is on the hill tonight. Tell he me is, about him. He's the MLB Pipeline number 15 prospect for the Phillies going into the 2019 season. I always like to look at, back at, you know, we've talked to the international scouts in the past. It's always interesting to see how they sign these guys. And Mauricio was signed for a whopping $7,500 at the end of 2014. It's a good deal. Yeah, it was a good deal. And he and he's really blossomed over the last couple of years. He's got four different pitches. Three of them are better than the fourth. Uh, he's got a 95, 96 mile per hour fastball, which has a natural sink on it, and which is something that I always like it to see. It makes it devastating yeah. for hitters when you can throw with that much power, but it has a sink on it. It has a it. drop on it. I'm it just, just doesn't go straight to the bat. Yeah, because if you have some, if you don't have movement 
happen on your fastball. Your fastball is just sits there and becomes bigger and bigger as it gets closer to the batter, and they just you know hammer on it. We'll, we'll see how he pitches tonight. He's got that sporadic curveball and changeup, but tell me about his 2019 so far. He's, he's off to a good start. Yeah, he's he's 0-0. He's pitched in two games so far. He only has 9.1 innings pitched, five hits, seven walks, 12 strikeouts, though, and a 2.89 ERA. Uh, in his last start, he pitched five scoreless innings, but he left due to a pitch count limit and with runners on in the sixth inning. Your thoughts um, on pitch count? At this age, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'd like to see them developing more strength, but, you know, what can you do? I've been told that I have to get over it, <laughs> so I'm trying to get over We've it. We've got less than a minute left. Tell me about Ali Castillo because he's come out of nowhere. Yeah, Ali Castillo seems to be hitting his way into the lineup. He went 5 for 12 in the series against the Richmond's Flying Squirrels and started in all three games, so he's worked his way up into the lineup, and I don't think he's... Jeff, any final thoughts before we go to the Reading game? Uh, I think it's going to be a good weekend series with the New Hampshire Fisher Kitties. Something fun to watch, right? Yeah, uh-huh. We will be listening here on 610. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be your lead in every Thursday night to the Reading Fight and Phils here on 610 ESPN. So we'll be back then. Enjoy the ball games. Take it away, Kirsten and Greg.